For over 10 years, VOC Nation has taken listeners behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history. Our hosts are not only experts on the business, but have lived in the business. Subscribe and hear weekly podcasts from hosts like legendary pro wrestling journalist Bill Apter, former Impact Wrestling star Wes Briscoe, former WWE and AWA broadcaster Ken Resnick, former WWE and TNA star Shelly Martinez, former WCW star The Maestro, NWA legend The Raging Bull Manny Fernandez, and much more. VOC Nation programming is free on most major podcasting apps, including iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Radio.com. And video podcast and bonus content is available on Patreon for as low as $3 a month. What are you waiting for? Head to VOCNation.com and dig into the most comprehensive podcast network built for pro wrestling fans. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at VOC Nation Wrestling Network and follow us on Twitter at VOC Nation. Thank you for joining edition, another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm Brian Ferguson. Today, my guest has been in pro wrestling business since she was born. She has worked with many of pro wrestling great talents of the past and present and is known as the perfect 10. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my honor and privilege to introduce to you Miss Nicola Roberts, a.k.a. otherwise known as Baby Doll. Hey, y'all. Nicola, thanks for coming out today. We really appreciate it out of your busy schedule. You're welcome. Yeah, I just came in from, um, I went to my father-in-law's and we've been picking tomatoes, cucumbers, and jalapenos. And have to go back this evening to do green beans. Well, you sound like my wife because her and her mother are doing the same thing in the morning yeah. and sometimes in the evening and then they can they've been canning too so understand that definitely. oh yeah we already canned um oh my gosh 54 pints and probably 37 quarts of green beans already oh wow wow that's a lot You're just getting eat. started too yeah eating well though that's the way to do oh, it yeah. i love well. it because i can give it to my kids and yep. friends and it, it's really good all right all right well <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about you growing up. Uh, I know you're from a wrestling family. Mm-hmm. Um, can you kind of elaborate on, on your growing up in, in, in Texas there with your, with well, your mom and dad? It's, it's a good thing. My mom and dad were professional wrestlers because as much as I love professional wrestling, it would have been really bad if I didn't. <laughs> um, my mom uh, wrestled. Um, her name is Lorraine Johnson. Um, she wrestled all over. She was in Australia, Me- Mexico, all through the United States and Canada. Um, I think her biggest um, fame would have been uh, working with tag team with Penny Banner. Okay. And then um, my dad's Nick Roberts. He um, mostly wrestled as Nick Roberts. He, he did a couple of hood gimmicks. And then um, in 1962, he and my mom Uh, started promoting in Lubbock, Texas, and we promoted for well over 20 years. We had uh, matches every Wednesday for close to 20 years, and then we switched over to Fridays when we went to the Dallas office. Um, It was magical. I mean, my playpen was actually in the back room where they talked over the finishes. Oh, wow. Um, Grew up with my dad on TV, announcing the matches uh, yeah. for Wednesday night and having the show every Saturday. 
as soon as I could carry four folding steel chairs, yeah. I became part of the ring crew. As soon as I could make change and look over the concession and pull a soda, I became part of the uh, concession crew. Okay. <clears throat> then I was like, I sold programs and I did this until I was like in my 20s and then um, was going to school, was going to be an uh, EMT and then I wanted to be a paramedic and oh, actually okay. I had two weeks to go into the class and I overheard my parents talking that they were looking for a girl for Gino and I thought that was a perfect job for me so I made yeah. a couple of phone calls and I quit school and <laughs> headed, to, headed to Dallas. Yeah, now Gino, uh, I remember him uh, very, I, I loved him as a heel. He was so believable, so, I don't know, I guess charismatic, his body language, the way he come out. What was it like working with him? Pretty much whatever you saw on TV, that was Gino, just 100%. And oh, wow. okay. it, was, it was really cool whenever the dark side of the ring came out Yeah, because I learned so much. I mean, I'd known Gino since I was like 15, 16 years old. Yeah. And I thought I knew most everything. I mean, I even worked with him for a couple of months, mm -hmm. but I had no idea he was married. I had no idea that he had kids. And the yeah. crazy thing is, is if I'd known that he was married and had kids, I probably would have never made that phone call. I would just stayed in Lubbock and yeah, I'm good. <laughs> so it's kind of a good thing I was, so that kayfabe was alive. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do what I did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I watched a couple of YouTube videos with you and, and him coming out. And your, your, your get up there was pretty, uh, at that time, uh, pretty unique. I'll, I'll, I'll put it like that. Um, what did your parents think when you, when you did that? just shook their head like they yeah. put all this effort into like with college and yeah. career and you know just yeah being in wrestling was like not yeah. in their scale yeah. of reality at all it was like I was crazy and I don't think they really took me very seriously after that yeah. <laughs> it just worked out I gotta tell you uh for those of those that are watching and they can see, uh, you haven't changed very much in appearance. You look pretty much the same, um, <laughs> which, you know, is amazing because, you know, that was 30, you know, 30 years ago. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost 60. So, yeah, that was like 35 years ago. And, and you know, you look great. And, uh, you know, I guess all that canning and eating that good stuff is 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 helping you a lot because yeah i try not to get in trouble i you know i raised <laughs> uh, i raised my two daughters by myself and yeah you know, like work some really crazy jobs and really hard jobs and i've um i mean i'm just i'm just happy and just yeah. a really good place in my life and everything's good everything's That's... just really really good I have an awesome husband yeah. my daughters are close i've got a small farm i've got like 50 chickens and a turkey oh, wow. and have a little garden. So yeah, everything's good. Everything's and really good. Sounds like you stay very active. <coughs> have to. And I've got a six-year-old. Oh. My husband and, and my husband and I are raising his uh son's 
um, son, Little Ryder. So yeah, we have a oh. six-year-old. We've had him for three years now. Oh, wow. I know that's, that's uh, can be challenging because I have yeah, grandkids I and, and I only have them a few days and I'm worn out because all my kids are grown. <laughs> well, my kids are grown too. I mean, mine are in their late 20s. Yeah. But um, I had two girls. And mm -hmm. so to have a little boy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Totally different. Yeah. Yeah. No, I yeah, can't. They're, they're, they're crazy. He goes out on the porch and goes, I want to rock. That <laughs> I want to. And goes, runs out and gets on his bike and pedals on down the road. So he's, yeah. he's a great kid. Just super, super. That's great. That's wonderful. That's a great story. I mean, I, I love grandkids. I love kids. And, uh, but they wear me out. I mean, I'm 50 years old and, you know, I, I ain't got the energy like I used to. So I, I applaud you. And, and I think that's great that you're doing that. So it was a lot of fun. Yeah. So when, after you did, uh, your stint with Gino, um, did you go with Tully then, or how did that kind of transition? Or what did you do in between that? Well, I had, it was, it was really cool how everything worked out because it just seemed like all the pieces fell into place from the time that I made the phone call to David Manning mm -hmm. and let him know that I wanted to work in Dallas to mm -hmm. the four or five months that I worked with Dallas. All the shows were really good. Mm -hmm. You know, Reunion Arena, the Cotton Bowl. It was really oh my gosh it was so cool especially yeah. just getting into the business like that and not really knowing anything mm -hmm. and then i had two dates left i had christmas day and the day after in florida in miami and tampa and so um and that was it they didn't have any use for uh stella and i after that we were done in the dallas office because sunshine had come back from a uh, rehab she looked great mm -hmm. um she was going to be able to take it from there. And we were just temporary anyway. We kind of knew that. Yeah. So whenever Florida came up, I actually went to Michael Hayes and okay. asked him if, you know, like, would he be able to use a girl and maybe he'd like to use me? Cause I'd known him from whenever he worked for my dad in Lubbock. Mm -hmm. And he was like, no, that um, <laughs> they were getting ready to, well, they were getting ready to turn uh, to shut Florida down for the winter. Okay. And then back up in the spring. So it wasn't like, no, I can't use it. It's like, no, I don't have any shows coming up. Okay. <clears throat> but he said, Dusty is in the next dressing room. And I remember this for sure because he says, Dusty's getting ready to blow North Carolina up. He said, he's getting ready to, he says, he just took over the booker there. I said, go talk to him. He'd be the one that you need to talk to. And he says, do you know him? He says, I'll introduce you. And I said, oh, I know him from like with my dad. And shoot, I had known him whenever I was a little kid. I hadn't, yeah. you know, so I just go be bopping in there and Tully's standing next to him and Dusty's sitting in the chair and uh, kind of gave him this spiel like I was looking for somewhere to go. And it was kind of cool because you could see them like you could, I could actually see that there was an interest there like we mm -hmm. can use you. Yeah. And then Whenever I had my match, I'm walking out to the ring and I see out of the corner of my eye, Dusty is sitting outside the dressing room door for his dressing room. Mm -hmm. And Tully's on the other side and he's standing outside the dressing room door of his dressing room. Right. And in my mind, I'm going, if they're still there after my match, I've got the job. Yeah. So 
I have my match with Stella and I'm getting ready to head back and I'll look and they're both standing there. So I'm like, yes, I've got the job. I've got the job. <laughs> and I actually did. I had no idea that they were looking for a girl for Tully. Yeah. They'd been for about two months, actually had the contest for Tully's perfect Tim and the perfect woman. And yeah. it just happened that I knocked on the door and I was like, here I am. And I had no idea. And it worked out. It was so good. It just, we clicked, Dusty and Tully, their matches clicked. Yeah. Adding me to it. Yeah. Just added to it because I gave a lot for Dusty to work with. Yeah. And then with Tully and Magnum, it just worked. So it was just perfect timing. And I was so fortunate. Yeah. I was just going to ask you, but you kind of answered it. it. That perfect 10, that contest, I didn't know if that was, you were already predetermined to take over and they were just doing that for promotion. So that, that, that's pretty amazing. Cause I just watched that a few days ago. I was, I'm trying to do some research, get a better feel on everything about you. And um, I was just, I, I was going to ask you that. So you answered that. So there you go, folks. There they was not actually, predetermined. She will had the, she just had the opportunity and, and, and she got they were it. Actually, um, a couple of years ago, we were doing a shoot interview and Tully said that they were actually looking for Sunshine because Sunshine was so over in Dallas mm -hmm. that they had the idea that they were going to get her and bring her into the uh, mid-Atlantic area yeah. and had no idea that I was uh, working in there or anything. So it was just everything just clicked. It just. Yeah. Yay. Wow. <laughs> well, it worked out. I, I, I know wrestling fans that are listening to this or watching this. I know they're glad because. You had a huge impact on professional wrestling, and especially in those early days, because, I mean, women's wrestling, ballets, they weren't really pushed like they maybe they should have been. In my opinion, that's my opinion now. There really wasn't anything, like until Sunshine came along, Right. And then with myself and Missy and Elizabeth, there was not any girls in the business like us. And especially right. like with me, with as much heat as I had. Yeah. Because to this day, I kind of, I want to say that I don't think any female in the business had as much heat as I did for the no. year that I worked with Holly. No. They, uh, I had to have time off because Dusty was afraid that they were going to hurt me, that they were actually going to, uh, someone was going to get to me. Yeah. Um, it was crazy when you see um, the videos where Dusty slaps me yeah, and the people cheer <laughs> and even women with like cigarettes are just going hit her again, hit her again. You know, you've got some major heat, you know, when women are cheering for another woman to get beat down and it's just crazy to think that we, we made them believe and it yeah. was, oh yeah, it was cool. It was scary. Yeah. It was really cool too. Yeah, I mean, I, I believed that. I mean, I was a teenager, but I, I, there was times I couldn't stand you when you were with the with Tully. I loved you when you were with Dusty, and Magnum and them. Uh, and then, yeah. So let's talk about that for a minute. When you were uh, with Tully and the Horsemen, um, how, how was that for you? I mean, I know you probably, I know they were fast and furious. Uh, was it hard to keep up with them? Um, ooh. 
I don't know if it was hard to keep up with them. I think that if I tried to do everything that they did, I wouldn't have kept up, but then I would go and hide. I would actually like check in under different names so that mm -hmm. they couldn't find me and call me and like, why aren't you in the bar? And <laughs> it was um, many times I had to just, there'd like be a table full of drink yeah. and you would just have to step back and just go, I want to be conscious tomorrow sometime. So yeah. you would just have to like, I'm going to go use the bathroom and then you just leave. Yeah. Um, there were a lot of times I just went to the room and just zonked out because I was driving 90% of the time. And okay. then guys don't have to put on makeup and look great. And girls, you know, we have that standard of like, oh, she looks like she's dead or, you know. <laughs> but the good thing about being a heel is like you can put on glasses and, and just go. But like when you were a baby face, it was hard because you have to be yeah. The sunny, pretty, all yeah. all American girl, twenty four seven, and yeah. they don't realize that you got to the hotel at one o'clock, and you're at the airport, and at six thirty in the morning, and you mm -hmm. had like an hour's sleep. Yeah, it was. I think the lack of sleep was the worst part, but um, it wasn't too bad. I think financially, trying to keep up with them because they were Marriotts all the time, and yeah. and um. I stayed by myself. A lot of times they could buddy up together. So while they were making really, really good money, I was making yeah. good money, but trying to keep up with the guys with the really good money. So, yeah, it's, um, I have a story to tell because not too many women are That's alive it. that did what I did. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, honestly, and no, not speaking bad of, of women wrestlers or women that were involved in the past, but the group from the the 80s really pushed and were, were good looking. I mean, let's just be honest. The past women, there weren't too many lookers, in my opinion. You guys come out young, nice looking, dressed to impress, and could talk and draw a lot of heat or or you know, focus on you guys and, and, and the group you were involved with. And that before really didn't happen. I mean, from what I have seen and, and, and heard is the women before just kind of, if they wrestled, they wrestled, or if they went out with a guy, they just kind of, you know, were around a guy's arm for a second, then they'd walk away. They didn't get involved really in anything. And, and you guys, you, we see Hyatt, Sunshine, Precious. I mean, I can go on Dark Journey really changed that for the better right. and i really and for for me as a fan i, I know i appreciate it and i know millions of other people do too so kudos to you guys and let's talk about your wrestling i know you wrestled some uh besides when you were did you wrestle outside of when you were with tully or dusty or anything like before that or we had kind of the deal with Stella where we kind of just beat each other up Okay. in Dallas. And then I did um, the deal with Jim Cornette. Okay. And then I uh, actually, whenever I had left uh, Crockett and we'd gone to Kansas City and then was in Dallas, I thought, well, since they weren't doing the ballet stuff anymore, I needed to mm -hmm. learn how to wrestle. Mm 
Yeah. So the summer of 87, I stayed with Nelson Royal's family and okay. trained with him for a couple of months. It was uh, Rock and Robin, which is my sister-in-law. Okay. She was up there with me and uh, we trained and um, it was intense. And I just, um, I wasn't very good at it. <laughs> so many other things. It's just, you have to physically yeah. trick yourself. Because from the time you're a small child, you teach yourself, don't fall because it hurts. Well, right. with professional wrestling, you have to completely do a 180 yeah. and teach yourself how to fall yeah. and fall hard and fall flat. And yeah. if you have common sense, your body goes, no, don't do that. <laughs> but the crazy part of you, the professional wrestler part of you, yeah. the part that wants to go, ta-da, watch me do this. Yeah allows you to work through that pain and yeah. you get strong on the inside and you kind of i don't know what like your organs on the inside you have to toughen them up to yeah. take that fall because when you think if you fall off the top rope what's that doing to your heart your lungs your kidneys yeah. your liver your spleen your pancreas that's taking an enormous jolt yeah and there's uh, people that say oh wrestling's fake really <laughs> I, I, I can't stand when people, people say that. Like, it's, just, it's just crazy. But yeah. um, just with my body, because I'm like almost six foot tall. And at that time, I was like 200, 210. So I'm a big girl. Yeah. It wouldn't have looked right for me to work against the smaller girls. And I was, I'm really com competitive. And I mm -hmm. don't think I would have been able to put people over as well as what I probably should, would have because I would have been a heel. Yeah, I would have had to put people over and mm -hmm. I just I don't think I would have it would not have worked out well yeah. as Cornette because Cornette I, I feel sorry because I really did hit him really bad but <laughs> I'm so excited and but it looked good so I sold right mm -hmm. I was gonna say I heard a podcast with uh, Magnum TA and he had a lot of good things to say about you but particularly he said when him and Tully had that I quit match and he said, you threw that wooden chair over the top. He said, now that wooden chair was not light. And he said, he was, he said, he never seen a woman that could throw a chair like that and get all that heat. But he said he had a lot of good things to say about you. But he said he, that thing he remembers so well is that I quit match when you threw that wooden chair over the cage, which is what 15 feet high least yeah yeah and you be for you to be able to throw that over like that takes a lot of strength the first time did not make it over the first <laughs> time i tossed it it hit like the top of the cage yeah and bounced off and thank goodness i caught it like perfect and in my mind i was just like you cannot fuck this up this is it <laughs> if i didn't get the chair over that would have that's the whole finish for the matches that they were going to work that chair from then so yeah. if I didn't get that chair over, so just that part of me, I was like, got to do this. Yeah. And it just, and it sailed and it just, and it went over perfect. And then yeah. when it hit, the chair broke, which yeah. that wasn't even part of it where they could uh, tear off the leg and then work that spike. So the yeah. whole, the whole series of how Dusty and Tully and Magnum work that whole from like, what was it? August to mm -hmm. November. Yeah. Just everything from 
Whenever I came back, I was in the security outfit, handing him the quarters, and then Magnum came back, and then he was able to handcuff me, and then was able to get the, the Tully and the the kiss, and Tully beating the crap out of Magnum, and you can hear like the punches, like how solid they were. Yeah, the whole buildup to the I Quit match was like the perfect scenario of wrestling at that yeah. time, and it it was perfect. It actually, yeah. I don't think that you could pit, um pinpoint something and go that wasn't right that didn't work because no. everything built and everything was just perfect no i i gotta tell you uh probably for me as a fan 84 to 86 early 87 maybe even early maybe even 88 was probably the hottest time for me i was a teenager mm-hmm. and i i watched WCW Saturday night, every Saturday night, you know, six Oh five, I would watch, uh, uh, you know, WWF and I would watch, uh, we had AWA then up there where I live, I live from Wisconsin and I would always, I just, yeah, WCW Saturday night, I'd never miss it. And I would, yeah, it was, you guys were just wonderful. And thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So let me ask you this. Did you ever hold any, Titles. I know you didn't wrestle very long. Did you ever hold any titles? Uh, single title or title? I actually, um, they did a deal in Charlotte and they had it. It was the Legends title. It's kind of was like the WWE's 24 7 thing okay. title. And Barbarian had it at the time. And whenever I came up, I actually um, had some flowers. And I forget who it was. Oh, a was it a fan? A fan brought me flowers and there was a crowbar in it. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, flowers. And it's just like, oh, okay. And I took the crowbar and I hit Barbarian with it and I pinned Barbarian for the Legends Championship in Charlotte. There you um, go. So I had that belt for like a month, but then the promotion got shut down. They were doing so well, but they where they were at, it was like in a warehouse and it wasn't districted for um like events like that where like all the cars and stuff it was just like a warehouse somewhere yeah and the fire marshal came and shut them down and they never recouped and never reopened yeah that's too bad i I beat barbarian for the legends that's right you can say that there you go i didn't i didn't know that see that's that's something new I, i didn't know so Let's talk a little bit. Uh, what was your favorite match that you were involved in that you can really say? I I know that I quit. That was a great match. Is there another one maybe that you were that was one of your top favorites? That whenever um, Flair won the title from Dusty and I mm-hmm. put Flair's foot on the rope, that was. That was oh, it. Yeah. That was I don't think it can get much better than that right there. Oh, I I remember that. That was whew. you didn't see that coming, did you? No, nobody did. That was the beauty of it. Nobody saw it coming. So that was yeah. I I agree. That's that was a good one. So yeah. you, you didn't see Tully slapping me and, and me turning baby face, and you didn't no. for sure didn't see me. Uh, turned it against Dusty at yeah. that point. You just didn't. So let's 
if we can, uh, wrestling then versus now. Okay. Okay. Uh, To me, my opinion is it's more commercialized. It's more not believable because 10 minutes after a show, they're on social media talking about whatever and their best friends and but in the ring they're arch enemies and what is your opinion on that versus when you were there in the 80s to now well up until was it 90 91 maybe Mm -hmm. and uh um people knew wrestling was they thought something was up, but they weren't mm-hmm. really sure. And there right. were like matches on the card where they would go, oh, that's, that's not real. That's not believable. That's, you know, just, but there was maybe one, two, or maybe three matches on the card mm-hmm. where they believed, mm-hmm. where there was no doubt those two boys did not like each other, mm-hmm. that uh, it was real and you were not going to convince them that it wasn't. That was the magic of it because mm-hmm. not everything was believable, mm-hmm. but once in a while you got them. And once in a while you were able to capture that magic and that dance. And they believed from the time you left the dressing room, the time you went back and even in your life 24 seven, they believed that was your character. Yeah. Now when Eddie Mansfield came out and smartened everybody up, and then we had the dirt sheets come out and then we had especially the internet yeah. i think everybody got smart yeah. and whether they liked it or not it was we pretty much had told how houdini got out of the straitjacket <laughs> there was no reason to go to the magic show anymore because yeah. once you know that everything is a work and yeah. everything is predetermined and it's a dance then they're really yeah hard to convince them otherwise because they know and especially like with the valets and things like that Uh it everybody knows so there's no like cheating there's no fire in the face there's no everybody Uh, it's not like going to the the magician and you know everything they're gonna do there's there's no fun yeah so Unfortunately, I, it's just it's not going to be the same, and I feel really bad for the the entertainers today because yeah. it's not what it was. It's mm-hmm. totally different. They've got social media they've got to deal with, which yeah. has got to be horrible. Yeah. Um, and then everybody knows what you're doing, so yeah, it yeah. it does kind of become a gymnastics routine because everybody knows. So why you're not going to make them believe you can't like grab the arm anymore? and and make people believe because they're just is you can but i don't think anybody's gonna put the work into it to make it believe now my daughter at the gathering it was really cool bringing this up um the we uh, it was fine uh the promoter wanted to know what we were wanting to do and so i asked my daughter i was like do you want to be healed or do you want to be baby face and she was like mom i want to be a heel yeah this is charlotte for us i was like okay let's go so yeah. we had it was so much fun like building yeah. up with Bernie and and her girl and Jalance and they had just an awesome match 
but I'm so proud of my daughter. Oh my yeah. gosh, she was a heel personified. I mean, from the time that she went through the curtain till the time yeah. she went back, oh my gosh, it was so good. It was just, and she had a couple of those younger boys, like probably 12, 13, maybe. Yeah. They hated her. You cheated, you cheated. So yeah. she made me leave for a little bit. It was good. I, I'm Kudos to her. She was yeah. amazing. She Absolutely. got those traits from her mother. Oh, I think I actually I think it's her grandmother. Like okay. my mom. Oh yes, because I'm <laughs> I'm not that way at all. But my mom. Oh yes. <laughs> well, you're not that way in real life, but in, when you were in NWA, I tell I believed. You know, I've interviewed Nikita Koloff, and I, you know, I thought he was really Russian when I was a kid. Yeah. Uh, I thought Tully Blanchard was the biggest jerk in the world. Arn Anderson, Ric Flair. Oh, yeah. uh, you, I just couldn't stand when you were with them. I believed it because you made it so real. And that's what the, you know, to me is missing now. It's, it's not how did Mac Davis said it when I interviewed him uh, about a week and a half ago, he said, it's more of an exhibition. Now the art of it is what's missing. And I, I believe, I believe, you know, at AEW uh, they're to me a little bit, they're better. And I think like Chris Jericho, I think he is fantastic. I think he combines that old school and, and <coughs> new with today. And I think, I don't know if you watch that or not. Uh, I, but I, think, I watch whenever I can. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like whenever I can sit down and, and watch something, then mm-hmm. it's whatever's on is on. I, I yeah. don't really make an effort, although yeah. I probably should, but... <laughs> I see a lot of it, and then people comment on stuff. So when something's really good, I'll 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 try yeah. and search it out. Yeah, let's talk about the gathering that you were just at. Uh, how was that? I mean, I wanted to go so bad, but unfortunately, I wasn't able to go because I I saw a lot of the of the people that were going to be there. Then I would have loved to see like uh, the demolition yourself. Tony Atlas, uh, Ken Resnick. There was a bunch of people there, the, the fabulous ones. How was that like? Was that like a reunion for you almost of the who's it, who it from your really, day? It was really good because this was like the first really big show after COVID. Yeah. So, um, and without masks and the whole thing for me, mm-hmm. um, I had seen where there was a couple of fan fests where they put up plexiglass and the guys had masks and mm-hmm. the whole thing. And this was completely open. Mm-hmm. it's been a couple of weeks now, so I haven't heard yeah. of any like big super spread or in fact, I haven't heard of anybody getting sick from it. Well, that's good. Um, uh, uh, Tony D'Amato, um, the Marty party, um, yeah. excellent promoter, excellent guy. Um, he, he and his family yeah. um, just super, super people went above and beyond to cater to the fans and help yeah. everybody just have a really good time, made the wrestlers really accessible. Had a lot of stuff to do from like a barbecue mm-hmm. to um, the a dinner, you know, where they had, um, I guess, George South got a, um, an award. Um, oh, I don't know. There was like four, uh, um, Dan Lane and Steve Kern, I think, got, an, yeah. there was a bunch of them got, uh, but they had a really nice uh, banquet Friday night. Yeah, they had um, autographs um, set up for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Mm-hmm. They had um, uh, the VIP pass where they had all the uh, the big stars up on the stage where everybody could get their stuff signed. Yeah, and then they had um, 
the matches Saturday night and then yeah. the fall, you know, just everything kind of following through on mm -hmm. Sunday. Just I'm I'm glad that it worked out for him because last year after canceling because of COVID and then yeah. with Kevin uh, canceling this year because he was afraid he would get caught over in the States and didn't want to get caught and not be able to get back yeah. to Hawaii. Um, they uh, came back after really devastating cancellations and just gave the people a really good show. And what's really cool about it out, out of everything that I've read Mm -hmm. Not one person has said anything bad about them. Oh. They've uh, just had the best reviews. Everything was really, really good. I'm glad for them because really good family, really yeah. good. And glad because it worked out for everybody. Everybody yeah. had a good time. That's great. Yeah, I really wanted to go. I'm going to plan to go next year uh, in August, I believe it is August 4th through the I 7th. It's like the first week of August next yeah, year. Yeah, I'm going to try to go to that next year for sure. And and uh, I, I highly recommend it. That, it's reasonable. If you want to spend a lot of money, yeah. you can spend a lot of money. If yeah. you want to be more frugal and more budget and just kind of like walk around and see stuff and, yeah. and just minimalist, you can do that too. So yeah. it's, it's no matter what your budget is, I'm sure they'll have something that'll work out for you. Now, I like the fact that uh, some of those you pay a certain fee to be there, but then you got and I get it. You got to make money. Uh, some people charge more when you want their autograph. I want to understand this one. You got it all. Is that right? Well, with this, um, they had like an open exhibit area okay. where you could walk around and see everyone. And then mm -hmm. everybody's got like their merch out, whether it's like the slam buddies yep. or posters or um, t-shirts. And right. then some of us had some of old memorabilia you mm -hmm. know, that was set out. Right. And then you've got the VIP, which is a little more expensive. Right. Um, you know, there, there are more people that you don't see at, at all the shows. Right. Plus, we also had a professional photographer set up where okay. it depended on like the individual star, like how much they charge. Okay. So they had photo ops like with Missy, uh, mm -hmm. Journey and myself with like mm -hmm. the Gucci bag. We did several of those. <laughs> really three background on it. And then yeah. some with like my daughter and myself. Yeah. But then you paid a separate price for that. What was really cool was they would print off the picture and then you could go have the um, the wrestling uh, a, a wrestling star sign whatever they had their picture taken. Oh, so okay. That was really cool. So it was okay. really personalized that way too. That's and it great. was really, really nice. Nice yeah. paper, nice production. Very, very high quality. Good That's stuff. great. That's good. I, I'm so glad that worked out because like I said, I plan on going next year. So it worked out. I was not feeling well. It was yeah. everything I could do to get there Saturday, mm -hmm. but I wasn't going to let my daughter down. And I think it worked out really well for her. I'm glad. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Mm -hmm. All right. So one last question. And uh, what are you, other projects? Are you working on anything right now? Is there anything coming up that you're going to be at or? Mm -hmm. Right now, we've got uh, WrestleCade, which is the weekend of Thanksgiving. It's okay. in, in Salem. Uh, Tracy Myers does an amazing job. This is, oh my gosh, maybe six or seven of them that he's had at least. I've been okay. to all of them except for one, I think. Okay. Um, and it's an, also an excellent show. Tracy goes above and beyond with his crew. Mm -hmm. um, to make fans like really, really super happy. And this one's yeah. in Winston-Salem okay. at the Bentonville uh, Civic Center. Um, 
and this is like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday right after Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, also, super. My daughter just made a big announcement. She's going to be there. Okay. Um, I think I was one of the first people that were announced. Sting's supposed to be there. Um, oh. They will have over. I, I would bet that they've got over a hundred guys signed for that event before awesome. it's over. So your daughter, she wrestles. Uh, is she wrestling under a certain organization, or is she uh, she just independent? Where she goes from promotion to promotion, or how is that working right. for her? Well, right now she's independent. Uh, she wrestles as Samantha Star. Um, she's local with me. She lives up in Lenore, so she can travel all over the East Coast. Okay. Um, really, I I don't want to say she's career minded, but my daughter. Um, really likes making money, whether it's a job or wrestling or whatever. Yeah. So she's um, whenever she first started wrestling, she was working for Sonic full time. Mm-hmm. She was going to school full time and wrestling wow. every weekend. Wow. For the the time that she was going to college, and I was just so impressed by how well she kept everything together. Because working for Sonic, she was. Um, part of the management team mm-hmm. so you're got a lot of uh, responsibility with that plus she was skating and then being you know in, in charge of all these people and winning yeah. awards I, she won like two really good awards while she was uh working for them that uh, those two oh, years wow. and then um now she's working at a different job like um and i don't want to say that wrestling second but you know you have priorities yeah um wrestling every weekend and having like really good gear and driving three and four hundred miles one way to a show and then working the rest of the week i think says a lot for someone that is really goal orientated i mean yes you can be part of a promotion and work two or three days a week and the whole thing but i think it says a lot more about you if you've got the 40 to 50 hour job our a week job plus your wrestling on top of that that's yeah. just that's amazing to me and i yeah. i'm so impressed by her it's still good work ethic in her sounds like it is and then you know she's got the 401k and she's saving money and well, yeah I'm, I'm real impressed i'm i'm real impressed both my girls are just yeah. i'm so blessed yeah. so well i want to thank you for coming on today ladies and gentlemen the perfect 10 baby doll, Nicola Roberts. Thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. If fans want to get a hold of you, is there any way, uh, social media or. Yes. Um, my husband hates it, but yes, <laughs> I, I love social media. Um, I have Facebook. If you'll just Google my name, which is N I C K L A. Um, it'll bring everything up. I've got like a Facebook that I'm active on. I've got okay. Twitter that I'm active on that. And then um, I've got TikTok. Now I don't have any TikTok. I just watch videos on TikTok. Yeah. It's just crazy. I'm <laughs> addictive. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, thank you for coming on today. I really appreciate it. And uh, good luck to you with your, and folks, we were talking earlier, she likes to can and, and garden. And so good luck with all that. And again, The Perfect 10 Baby Doll, Nicola Roberts. Thank you for coming out today. And folks, join us next time for our next podcast. Thank you. Bill After has been in the pro wrestling business for over 50 years. Hey, talking here with uh, Arn Anderson. Arn, first of all, your height and weight. 6'1", 255. 
And now subscribers to VOC Nation Premium get exclusive access to Bill After's archived audio footage. And uh, where's your hometown? Minneapolis, Minnesota. Okay, and uh, give us something about your back. First of all, your relationship to Ole Anderson. Ole is my Subscription to VOC Nation Premium starts at just $3 a month and includes commercial-free audio and video versions of our top podcasts. Okay, we're speaking here with uh, the manager of the <clears throat> World Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, Tarzan Tyler and Luke Graham, and he's, uh, he's sort of glowing tonight about a new prospect we haven't heard of yet. And for just $9 a month, Aptor's archives are all yours. Uh, would you tell us who this new prospect is? Well, I'll is? tell you, Bill, I've searched the world, and I finally <laughs> found a true world champion. I finally found... What's your opinion of uh, Ivan Koloff winning the title from Bruno San Martino? Well, I think... Uh, I don't know what to say, but I, I want to say one thing. Bruno was a hell of a champion. Hear exclusive interviews with the greatest performers of all time. This is Bill Apter, and once again, we're speaking here with... Bruno San Martino. Bruno, first of all, how did you and Bruiser lose that title to the Valiants? Well, actually, it, it was a, a, a very unusual loss, if you want to call it a did loss. Did Heenan have anything to do with this? Well, yes, but the whole thing is this, that the rules, as I always understood them, was that you, the title could only be lost by pin or, or submission, which is the same rules as the, my title, the World War Wrestling Federation. That night, uh, it was... To sign up, it's very simple. Head to premium.vocnation.com or go to patreon.com slash vocnation. VOC Nation takes you behind the scenes of the greatest moments in pro wrestling history.